Fine. I will explain a few things. Yeah. <laughs> what are we, what are I we have a to unique about? flower. The old guard. Is that it? The old guard? Yeah, that's it. I didn't like this movie. I'm Do we have to? Let, let, I'm going to shit on this movie the whole time. Let's set the stage okay. for this. Well, we haven't even done the intro. Yeah. Welcome We're back just, to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. Start, I am start your host. Over. No, I'm not going to start <laughs> over. Start over. Just leaving this in. <laughs> Everybody has to know how disorganized we are. Welcome back to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am your host, the Salty Nerd. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Netflix movie with Charlize Theron, The Old Guard. And uh, I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, starting with Matthew Vader, the barbarian himself. What's up, dude? I can always tell when you don't like something because you like put some extra inflection on the uh, names involved. I'm, with I'm the- trying not to slur my words because yeah. I've been drinking. <laughs> Coffee? Oh, yeah, I spiked your coffee oh, real she's good. Liked it. <laughs> it's like one third Bailey's. Oh, my coffee isn't spiked. <laughs> oh, well. That's because you got to go to work. Yeah, you got to go to work. Yeah. That sucks. It does. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to going back, dude. I'm not. It's anyway, like, I'm I, also I, I want my Trump bucks. <laughs> 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 you mean your socialist stimulus package? That's right. I'm also joined by Jude, her, Jude herself. Jude, the ambassador. Allow myself <laughs> to introduce myself. myself. I am the ambassador of estrogen. There she is. Juju. Thank you for joining the show. Welcome. I'll just do part of your job for you. There you go. Thank you. Please do all of it. <laughs> That's what Matthew Kadish does. He does all of my job for me. What are you even doing here, Alex? What do we need you? I'm just the voice. <laughs> this, this sultry. Uh, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I am glad to be here today. Yes. Thank so you. Th- thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for hosting at your house. Our, our studio. Our studio. Do you have Excuse a uh, old guard t-shirt upstairs anywhere? Yes. I hate you. <laughs> you you're probably not even lying to me. <laughs> anyway, this episode, like I said, is all about the old guard, uh, the new movie, new movie on Netflix. We checked it out so that you wouldn't have to. <laughs> I'm just going to come right out and no say way. it. Right before we set the stage, I didn't like this movie. But uh, so Kadish, boring. why don't you tell us what this movie is about and uh, I'll explain and to you. And we'll try not to fall asleep. I'll tell you why I hate it. All right, so it's about a group of immortal mercenaries who basically travel the world, getting involved in various types of conflicts. And a greedy pharmaceutical company discovers their immortality and tries to kidnap them to study them for the benefit of humanity. And it turns out there's more to their immortality than meets the eye. Which is never explained. (laughs) Nope. This is basically like... Save it for the sequel. This is basically like um, that montage opening in uh, Wolverine X-Men Origins where Logan and his brother go throughout the typical wars as immortals and just like cause carnage. And You mean Sabretooth? Yeah. What did I tell His brother? Yeah, it is his brother. Sabretooth is Wolverine's brother. It's his dad, isn't it? No, it's his brother. Well, in the comics, it's his dad. No. I don't know, is it? Yeah. They're brothers in the movie. And I think they're brothers in most iterations anyway it's basically what they are right they're wolverine type people who like hear ultra heal ultra fast and can't die and they just go through life in the middle of like really really hazardous conditions it's, whether it's, more it's a like, war it's more like highlander i think where, so where, it's kind of a hybrid yeah of the two like like, yeah. like like they get they they can feel pain and so like when they get killed it hurts it hurts and they <laughs> and they die but then they come back um and their they, bodies they, regenerate yeah their bodies just like regenerate and 
apparently there's like a like a, a time frame for each of them where they can only like regenerate so much until all of a sudden they're not immortal anymore. I felt like when, when they were explaining <clears throat> this in the movie, it wasn't so much like there was like a, a set time frame. It was almost like a, like a destiny type thing. It's just this like, when it's your time, it's, it's your time. Yeah, they don't know. Then they don't know. Yeah, when yeah. Like, like they have no idea when they're not going to be immortal anymore. Yeah. Has, I feel like it has more to do with fate than it does with actual, like any kind well, of that, time frame. That's something that is kind of revealed at the end of the movie where, um, it, it like at, at the end of the movie, we find out that all the battles that they partake in, the con- the aftermath of those battles usually has something to do that benefits humanity. Like they save someone who goes on to like cure the black plague or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So Charlize Theron's character has been alive for, I guess, what was it like a yeah, like over a thousand? Yeah. Over yeah. a thousand. Pre-biblical. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and somebody, the character, I can't remember the actor's name. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a really famous guy, but, um, he was uh, basically kind of tracking down throughout history all the things that she has influenced. And, you know, she kind of lost her way. Like, her character in this movie is very, like, like I don't care about life anymore. I don't care about helping humans. She feels like basically everything that she's done has been for naught. So she's lost her way. But she gets reminded about halfway through the movie or maybe towards the end of the movie that, like, what you do, you may not see the full picture, but what you do actually does benefit humanity. Yeah, that was that was at the end of the yeah, movie. It was, was kind of like the big reveal at the end of the movie. Yeah, so I, I just... It's a it's an interesting premise, and it can it, it could have been a lot of fun. I just I I didn't like any of the actors in this movie. I didn't feel like they had any chemistry with each other. I it was felt like really slow and boring. Really slow to start with. The the action I, scenes. I disagree with both of you guys. The action scenes that they were in, I like I like these like super elite warriors who've been alive for thousands of years, but they get like caught in the most basic ambush situations that you'd think a trained warrior would at least know how to get out of, but they're just like, Oh, we died. And then they're like, oops, reset. And they just get up and, and I, I actually like, kind of found that, that, that initial introduction to the, the crew kind of refreshing. They, when they all they, just died? Because they, they, they took the mission. She didn't want to take the mission because she knew something was kind of wonky with it. Yeah. But they go in, everything's going to plan. They get down in the basement and boom, there's four of them, right? So they're surrounded by 50 elite, you know, yeah. soldiers and they get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> they're dead, every single one of them. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to see that in a Rocky movie or in a Rambo movie or something or a John Wick movie or or anything. It was just, I, I thought it was interesting. And that that, they that was also the reveal that they were. Yeah. yeah. Which so we, then you see them like kind of rise up and come back together like zombies and stuff. I, I thought it was, I thought it was I, really I can, cool. Actually. I can see what you're saying. Like instead of like the typical bad guys can't aim like this, yeah. this movie goes in These the opposite guys direction. Get blasted. Yeah. The whole like, movie. The people that they're fighting are competent. Yeah. And they, they take the, the repercussions. It's most of that. most competent, uh, evil white people I've ever seen. And, uh, I, I can appreciate that. I, I just felt like it was subverted by, after the after they're established to be like like hey these are real bad guys that know how to shoot and can aim and all this stuff but then it's too bad your guys you're shooting at are, are yeah uh, and then they, they become yeah. they're immortal they wake up which that first time when you're talking about the ambush at the very beginning of the movie like they're on the ground they're all dead all the bad guys are sitting there and they're all like hey we got them good job guys blah, blah, blah. and then they turn around they get ready to walk away but the whole reason why they're ambushing them is because they know that they're 
well, they needed well, to they, capture they it know. on One him. guy knew. The, the guy who orchestrated You wouldn't co- tell co- him, like, hey, by the way, when you kill them, they're going to wake up. No. <laughs> no. He, he wanted to see them come back. He wanted and, to verify his suspicion, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, I don't know. I just like, they all woke up. They all like super slow, right? They're all like, oh man, that really hurt. Oh shit. And the guys are like standing there watching them get up after they just shot them. And they're like, oh, maybe we should reload right. now. Yeah. You know, and then, and then I, I liked how, you know, they kind of have their, I don't know. I, I don't want to call it a Highlander moment or whatever, but when they're all in the plane and sleeping and they all wake up because there's a new person in yeah. the world with the same powers. So they're all connected. You know, I, I find that kind of angle to this story kind of fascinating. And, you know, what is the, what's the repercussions of there being a new person? One of them has to die. Does that mean somebody else loses their, loses their uh, immortality? It doesn't have to die, but it kind of like, they kind of went that way, didn't they? Yeah. I you did know, like so. that, like, when they do get shot or when they do get injured to the point of death, they all have that question of like, oh, is this going to be the time? Because it yeah. does, it adds a little bit of yeah. like tension to the scene. But, sure. but I just, I don't know the characters. I didn't dig the characters. No, so, so let's talk about the characters for a yeah. second. Charlize Theron. I felt like she phoned in this whole performance. Oh, I didn't feel that. I felt like her character could have been played just like she played it. I'm not familiar with the comic book. This is based on, I never read it, but you know, I thought it was kind of interesting the way these characters, this, this is a very modern take on an action movie. The good guys are all they're They're led by a strong female. Mm. The new character is a strong mm-hmm. female. The old, the, 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 the strong the, black female, the strong black female. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the two other characters, the medieval characters were, were, are, uh, two gay guys. a gay couple <laughs> who one was a crusader and one was I did uh, like, an Arab who was, they fought each other yeah, in the crusades. I did. I like thought that was fascinating that aspect that they had killed each other before mm-hmm. they fell in love. Yeah. But, you know, and then the one white guy on the team, he's an asshole. Who's, he's an asshole. <laughs> You know, so it's like, it's, it's got well, its woke well, moments in there, you know. Well, the and one then, gay guy was white. Yeah, but he's gay. So, <laughs> so he's covered. So he's good. He's check part, yeah. check box, you know. Yeah. And, that's the um, other thing that I kind of like, this checked all those boxes. It, it that, did. If if the that team kind of checks stuff, all the boxes. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that kind of pisses me off about modern movie making. But it's just, it, it's, and especially Netflix movies. Yeah, but you know, that was but, all from the comic though. It is from the comic. So I am kind of pleased, you know, we always say, don't remake movies to change stuff for diversity. And that's kind of where I was going. This movie was diverse from the source material. Okay. So people can't really go out there and say it was a much of woke yeah. stuff. And it was an original creation. Because it was an original creation. And I can appreciate that. Okay. And, and I didn't feel like it was over the top. I felt like the, you know, the whole, he's my rock and my foundation oh, and the reason I live and <laughs> the most, you know, blah, blah, blah. They went a little over the top with the, with, with the soy bit. there, you know. And then, but, of course, you had the, the, uh, the macho jock SWAT team guy who was yeah, like, well, were you guys gay uh, or something? Listen, yeah, all the, all the assholes in this movie are white dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even the pharmaceutical guy with the bad teeth. British white dude, okay? Dudley Durst. So, yeah. yeah. So, what else was he in? He looks so Harry cool. Potter. He, yeah, he was in Harry Potter. He, he played the... Harry, Harry's cousin Dudley, um, and it was funny because yeah, when, when we were watching it, I, like I, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere, and then I had to IMDb him. I was like, Oh my yeah. god, he was like super fat when he was a kid. <laughs> but just just to, to carry on just a little bit, I I looked past all that, and I enjoyed this movie. I liked the action sequences. I didn't think it was slow. I didn't. I did. I, I didn't once feel like this movie was slow. I thought there was a lot of really good character development for everybody. Everybody got their moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and they even developed a little bit of a scene for part two. I think, you know, with, I think the prequel and the sequel to this movie would be great. 
And I hope <laughs> I, I hope we get them. Yeah, this, I really do. Also, like were, it should be pointed out that the director of this movie, uh, Gina Prince Bythewood, mm-hmm. uh, she's a female person of color, and uh, I think that this is like a Netflix's only action movie to be directed by like a, a African American woman. Yeah. So um, uh, the fact that she's a female director, like I don't think, like I don't think women are any different than men when it comes to their ability to make a movie. Uh, but it is interesting that um, like more and more we're seeing like, like for instance, Kathy Ann, who's doing the, the Obi-Wan TV show and stuff oh, it's like Deborah that. Chow. Uh, Deborah Chow. Yeah. Sorry. Um, th- there are, you know, more and more women who are coming in and doing these genre movies. And I, I think that she did a really good job with I did too. the old guard. I, I mean, like, like, like watching it, it, it's not like, Oh, it's obvious a black woman directed. Yeah, this. Or, you know, it's like, I, I didn't watch this movie. And go, oh well, I didn't even. You can tell this was directed by a girl. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't was, look at the director. I didn't look at anything. I didn't even really know about the source material. I was just watching this as a standalone thing, and I was like, I just like visually, it was fine. The action scenes were were cool and interesting to watch, and I, I, the fight style that they had was cool. They kind of like they mixed like old school sword fighting with like gung fu a little mm-hmm. bit. I can, thought it was can cool. We talk like, about the source material for a bit yeah. in, a, in a minute, if you don't mind, because Jude hasn't said anything about how she did. You like this movie? Did you enjoy it? Is there... No, I thought it was really boring. Okay, I just feel like I thought the story was good, and I just felt like maybe the act like. The people in it didn't have chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was just something missing for me. I just felt like it was really slow. I felt like it was boring. And I just found myself not caring at all. Yeah. I liked the character of Quinn, and I wished that I had seen more of her. Like, I l- really liked the backstory there. So when she came up at the end, and I was like, oh, shit, she's crazy at this point. And then yeah. the movie ended. Yeah. So I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I thought, I like, didn't think- what you said about, like, the, the prequel and the, the sequel, sequel, probably, like, incorporating her more i was into that yeah uh, and that was the only part of it that i really was invested in i really didn't care about anything else in in the entire movie yeah so the, the girl quinn that we're talking about was uh charlie's theron's characters like buddy her partner back, yeah, her partner way back in the day like a thousand years yeah and they fought in wars <laughs> together and they were like coupled at the hip and uh, at one point in time they so, get captured yeah. during so originally charlie's theron <clears throat> is the only immortal and she's by herself for forever. And then she comes upon Quinn, who's the only other immortal she's ever met. And they become like uh, partners. There there was one other guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He died. He dies. Um, He was the first casualty where they're like, Oh, we can die. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so it's, um, what's her name in it? Charlize Theron's name. I can't remember. Uh, Andy. Andy. Um, I really, I really dug her original name too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's Andy and Quinn for let's say a thousand years, and then they end up um, getting captured, and they're they think that they're about to be burned to get witches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But then the people uh, say, "Oh, you you're too powerful together, so we're going to separate you. We're going to throw her in an Iron Maiden and throw her in the ocean." Um, and then for you, we're going to, we're going to burn you. So they burn her. She comes back to life and, and she's trying to find Quinn all this time. Quinn is at the bottom of the ocean and she just, uh, keeps dying over and over again, drowning over and over again, which in, in all of these immortals share like dreams. So they all know what, what she's going she's through, going through, but they can't find her. That's terrible. That yeah. was a really cool, dark, like, yeah. oh man, that was the best part in yeah. my opinion of this movie. I agree. Totally. I just like the group. I thought, I, I, thought, I thought it was really cool setup for the sequel. 
Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I didn't care for this movie in particular. I thought the new character that they brought on, I, I didn't, like, she felt like she was so, over, like, I don't know. She At times, she was really trying to prove herself and, like, I'm tough and independent. And then other times, she was like, I don't want to do this. I want to go Yeah, home. her character wavered back and she forth. She was a very flat character. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, meh. And then the one moment that totally broke me for this whole thing was when she gets the drop on the main, like, regular human guy who's kind of, like, on their side. He's kind of like the, I don't know, just the investigator, detective guy. Copley. And uh, this, yeah. the former CIA and, and, guy. She, and he's, he's like, not, he's not really on their side until the very he end. Kinda yeah, like he kind of like set this whole thing up. He's and kind then, of a, he yeah, did, but he, he had good intentions, but he realized the error in his way. Yeah, afterwards. He, he, he was a former CIA guy whose wife died of cancer. And so he's working for this pharmaceutical company called Merrick. Um, and basically when he realizes that these are immortals, um, he works with this pharmaceutical company to try to capture these guys so they can study them and figure out, um, some type of like benefit for all of mankind in terms of like medicine or something like that. Yeah. Even though Merrick is kind of primarily motivated by greed, um, Copley, uh, because of the trauma that he suffered in watching his wife die of cancer, uh, his motivation is basically like, he, like he's willing to sacrifice these immortals for the benefit of the greater good of society. Right. But like I said, good intentions. But anyway, the moment that broke me is when, when the new character got the drop on him. And in order to show him that she was an immortal, she shoots that herself in the foot. That annoyed the shit out of me. I'm like, is there really no other way for you to show him that? Or at least just say, hey, take my f***ing word for it. Also, when she shoots herself in the foot, it's like, you can't see that heel. Yeah. It's in, She's got like, a boot so on. Yeah. So that was stupid. so stupid. So, and her little like... I don't, you guys I don't, are like really nitpicky. I right hate there. this movie, dude. I did that, not that's like not it at a all. There's, no re- there's no reason for you to load this movie. I, just don't, I didn't like it. That I was, was like, such a stupid moment. It was so dumb. And that whole fight scene that they had on the airplane where she's like, you don't speak Russian, do you? I told him to play dead. Like what? So where'd the bullet go? Did right. you just have a blank there because you knew this was going to happen? Or did there's just a hole in the side of the plane now? Like I, it just, there was little dumb shit like that where I'm like, this movie's Stupid. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was dumb. You're swearing a lot, Captain Bailey's. Sorry. <laughs> Captain Bailey's. Um, <laughs> shirt. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I, I, I agree with you, Alex, that this this was not a good movie. Like, I think Jude and I were of the same mindset where while we were watching it, we kind of kept looking at each other and like, are you into this? And, <laughs> and, 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 and the response is always like, kind sort of, yeah. are you? Yeah. And the response is like, sort of. <laughs> um, like, because it has so many elements of it that are very interesting. Like the whole concept of these immortals, because you just get the sense that even though they're in, together in a group, they're all so lonely. And they explain later on that like, they can't get attached to anyone because anyone that they do get attached to, it, eventually they're going to die. Yeah, and that's Logan's, or, you know, Wolverine's whole thing in, in uh, the movie Logan. Yeah, well, it's, it's Highlander but, too. But, but the character of Booker, you know, he's one of these guys, like he's the youngest of the group. So like he became an immortal in World War One. Civil, Civil War. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, there's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you. So, so like, uh, like he, like he be, he became uh, immortal in the 1800s sometime. Which fight? Which side was he on? Union or Confederate? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think they remember. said. No, no. He, he was in Napoleon's War. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> Napoleon. Um, any, okay, yeah. Anyway, because he's French. So because he's the youngest. I'm getting flashes of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the youngest, though, like he actually tried to live a normal life and he went and had kids and like a family. And as his kids aged, the, and they got closer to dying, 
they would come to him and be like, tell us your secret. Why, yeah. why can't you, you keep us from dying? And then they would blame him. And so like he carried this kind of guilt that like he, like he had a family that, you know, he couldn't keep alive and, you know, they, they ended up forsaking him. And so like, this is his motivation. And, and I, I think I, like, I guessed like the big twist where he was like the, the guy who kind of set them up. The Judas. Yeah. The yeah Judas. I called it from the initial, I vetted him. And I was like, ah, uh, he's a bad guy. <laughs> well, I, I knew that. So like when well, he's the, white and straight. So when the, when the, when the Merrick um, soldiers storm the church and leave him behind, but they, they take the, the gay couple. I, I'm like, they would have had orders to bring everyone. Yeah. And so the fact that he was left behind, I was like, he's got to be the inside guy. Um, but so like, you know, his whole motivation uh, for like, you know, betraying his friends and seeing his family die and being lonely. That was really interesting. Then like the, uh, the gay couple who met during the crusades and uh, they actually like met each other on the battlefield in single combat and they, they killed each other and then they regenerated and they just kept killing each other until they figured out, you know, Oh, this isn't getting us anywhere. <laughs> and, um, but the whole reason that they became a couple was very interesting because it wasn't so much that they're gay. It was that, they've known each other for so long and they're the only two people who actually kind of understand each other and have like this connection that like no normal person can ever have with one another that they just fell in love. And that, you know, that love of knowing each other for like over a thousand years and just being the only other person who can understand what they're going through. Yeah. And I actually felt that the speech that they gave in, in the back of that van after the, uh, the asshole like special forces guy was like, what are you guys gay? I actually thought that was like a really cool, elegant speech. It was like, it was very emotional. Uh, very I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was a bit over the top. It was very dramatic, but I, I just found it, like, I found I, it very preachy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, like, I liked it. I, I thought, in, I thought it was very in keeping with that character, but the, it would the, be, it would have been preachy if it was just two normal dudes, but because of what you just set up with the history that they had, it, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. And, but, and so like everything like, like in this movie, there are elements to it that are really, really good. But when combined, they're just kind of meh. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the talking about the source material, so this is based off of a comic book by the writer uh, Greg Rucka. And if you don't know who Greg Rucka is, he's like one of the big, like, superstars at, at DC Comics. Um, he worked on all their flagship series, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. He had a big run on Wonder Woman. Uh, he had a big run on Batman. And so he's a very well-known, well-established um, storyteller. And he created this comic, um, The Old Guard, and he also wrote the screenplay for uh, the movie. So it's his adaptation. And so any liberties that were taken with the source material were basically his idea. Mm -hmm. And um, in the comics, uh, Charlize Theron's character, Andy, um, she doesn't lose her immort immortality. Like, she's still immortal. But in the movie, they were like, well there's a lack of tension because you know, nothing bad can happen to these people. They, they just come back to life. So they decided to remove her immortality and introduce this new character, Niall, who I don't think is in the comics. Um, and she's kind of like the, the new Andy. She's kind of taken her place. Um, but like Jude said, it didn't feel like there was any chemistry between these characters. It didn't like none of the characters were all that interesting, even though like they should have been because they've been alive for so long. Um, the scenarios that were set up were just kind of like very s standard kind of stock action thriller movie scenarios. Um, the action wasn't particularly extravagant or 
interesting. Um, it was just kind of an okay movie for me. And, you know, I'd kind of like to read the, the source material just to kind of get a sense of what was changed. And Greg Rucka, you know, a very talented storyteller, but I, I just felt like his style maybe didn't translate well in, into <sighs> screenplay format or something. I, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I want to see more. Yeah, I mean, like I, me and Jude are on the same page. I think you are too. It's just like the sequel to this with, with what's her name? Quinn? Quill? Quinn. With, like that's a fascinating character that I would like to see because she's going to be at odds with her former friends because she's just been driven to insanity. Yeah. And the really interesting like, thing is... Well, maybe. We don't know that. Well, she she hooked up with the dude that they kind of like... So, say, so, hey, man, I made it out of the thing. Disenfranchised. Yeah, but she, looked, she had that evil look mm-hmm. in her eye. She was it's like, like Rita Repulsa. I'm going to cause some problems. In, in, the, in the comic, <laughs> she, she is like the big bad guy. Um, but the, you know, one of the interesting elements of this movie to me was just like, what is life like for an immortal? Like they can't die. They can feel pain. It's probably very lonely. I feel like, I feel like uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine has already covered most of this for me. Like, well, this is, this isn't, this isn't a new trope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I really hate that you keep calling back to that terrible movie. (laughs) Yeah. Logan. Yeah. Yeah. No, not Logan. um, X-Men origins. Oh, I was just talking about the war scene. (laughs) Yeah. That was an awful movie. Yeah. But Logan was much better and it had that dramatic, like what it's like to be immortal kind of vibe to it. Yeah. But this whole idea of like, okay, like they can't die, you know? um, So like, how do they live their lives? How do they interact with other people? And when you're fighting them, like, how do you, what do you do to hurt them? Um, I, I found that very interesting because it, I'm surprised it, nobody tried to behead them before. I'm, I'm sure they have. Did they grow back after that? I, who knows? I but. was wondering that too. Would you grow, <laughs> grow a new one? Yeah. Would you grow a new head or a new body? <laughs> Which one first? That, that's kind of like the, or would you do two of you? Be like a worm. It's kind of like, <laughs> I, th- I think Deadpool addressed that in one of the Deadpool movies. Um, but um, yeah, like, so, you know, uh, th- there's all these questions that come up with the, this concept of, okay, like how does this immortality work and how does it affect people and how does it affect society at large? And um, I I feel like those questions are what makes The Old Guard such an interesting movie to talk about, even though the movie itself I don't think was very good. Yeah, I can agree. Like the the concept is great and the idea, like the storyline behind these characters, like I really do want to see a movie with Charlize Theron in like the Middle Ages or or, you know, whatever, medieval time period like i, get, I just want to see hunted it. down by like witch chasers and stuff like that would be cool That'd i just want cool to see movie. a continuation of this story with flashbacks that flesh out these guys' stories more yeah. Yeah. i feel like the character of andy was so over it that it really translated and i <laughs> and i and then i was kind of over it yeah yeah that's what i said like she was so flat and just kind of like yeah Ugh, i hate yeah. this world i also think that movies where shirley's shirley's theron looks like a little boy um are never very good. <laughs> Man, the haircut. Yeah. That was rough. I mean, I, I shouldn't say they're never very good. I don't think she had a bad haircut. Um, because uh, it's know, too short. Mad, Mad, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road, she was Can't pretty good. Can't see it, but I just rolled my eyes real hard. Very heavily. Yeah. But I, 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 like it. I like it when Charlize Theron looks like a, a, a woman. So, sue me. <laughs> I mean, when you're at war, you know, you can't be dealing with hair in your face and stuff. You just got to <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, Jude, you can speak more to it. You she like, is you the ambassador like, of estrogen. Yeah, you are the ambassador of estrogen. It annoys me when um, a, a lead female character has to have pretty hair in order for her to be accepted in the role. It just, that just irks me. I get it. 
Kind of reminds me, we were talking about Hot Tub Time Machine earlier, and Chevy Chase keeps referring to Jacob as little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Young lady. Young, Young lady. lady. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, I wasn't into this movie, man. Like, there's a lot of potential there for, for better storytelling. I just felt like the... Maybe they should have filmed it with uh, Terry Gilliam's stupid fish eye. God, no, please And no. you would have liked it a little bit better. No. God. No, I just the concept. I, I would have liked it better. I know you yeah. would. Oh, Ooh, look how interesting and everything. Oh, oh, fascinating! This, this director has a very distinct visual style. It's like, it looks like I'm looking through a fish eyeglass. <laughs> and look, there's a teapot going off in the background. You can. I see wonder if there's any like special meaning behind the teapot going off in the background. You can see so much that of he the took background. Sixteen film cuts going to get it through. Or something this is like great mise en scene. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> movie snob. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised you liked it as much as you did. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a modern movie with cool action scenes. All right. And fun characters. I guess compared to the last couple of weeks of it's what like, we've been watching. <laughs> kinda... I actually didn't think the action scenes were anything special in this nothing, movie. They, nothing. They, they seemed very stock to me. Like, yeah. Just I mean, regular. it wasn't anything that like broke the mold, but it was well done for what it was. I, I like the, uh, the, the like ultimates, like the boss special forces guy. It was just like. Well, I mean, like if, if you compare ultra- the action to uh, the, the movie Chris Hemsworth Extraction, which is also a Netflix movie. Oh, that was over. That was like. Well, that was Wick level yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's like. That's I, I mean, well, yeah, but the action in that movie, that was spectacular action. Yeah. The action in this movie, it just felt very generic to me. It's like, I, I, I well, if, if I had any complaint about the action in this movie, I want to see the Crusader era guys using those swords more. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're carrying them on their hip. I feel like I want to see some sword action. I want to see some limbs getting cut off. Well, you some know? Conan the Barbarian. Sure. Yeah. Whatever, man. I feel like the reaction to the action in the movie was greater than the actual action. Like the scene where Andy like takes down, takes out all those guys. Like it was cool, but like the reaction afterwards was like, whoa. And I, I don't know. I just felt like it was well, a little over the top considering like, it was just an okay scene. Since we brought up extraction, like if you look at the way that was filmed, that's like f- like over the shoulder, like handheld visuals, up close and personal. Things are like going super, super fast compared to this where it's a very stable shot on a tripod and it's just wide angle. You get to see people do choreographed stunt moves from afar. So it's very, very dif- different visually. Well, it's a lot less um, Kind of going along with, with, with your point. Um, like all the action in, in the movie Extraction, um, like the, the the trained soldiers in that movie seemed so hyper competent compared to the thousand year old soldiers in this movie. <laughs> like like you said, going into that that ambush, I mean, like you know, when you see Chris Hemsworth in, in Extraction and he's like you know checking he knows these corners, there's be an ambush, and, and he's and you know he, like he just. He, the movement of the close quarters combat and stuff like that. It's also in your face and brutal and quick and the stuff in, in this movie, it just felt so generic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Is yeah, the, like, uh, like the, even, the, even hard target, the John Woo movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, you know, I, 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 I felt like the action in that was at least like interesting. Well, it was different camera angles. That's what I said. Like they <laughs> literally, camera angles. they yeah. put the camera on a tripod and they said, okay, guys, do your moves. And they did the moves and they might've had a few cuts here and there, but it wasn't anything. Well, like, you know, here's all I know is that people and critics at Rotten Tomatoes disagree with you all. <laughs> well, so. what do we know? I guess we'll just... <laughs> Hang up our headphones. <laughs> hey, what did those critics think of Six Underground? I'm not looking at that movie. <laughs> I felt like they made a very big point to show like she had her special 
X sickle thing. That she barely used. But I never saw her use it. Uh, yeah. yeah. She like, uses it. I like that the pharmaceutical dude thought he was going to do something with it. Right. He was getting ready to fight with it. I'm like, he was like, oh, doing? sick axe, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, that, that, was, that was another thing. Like, as soon as he saw that, you know, um, they were being attacked. I'd have been like, okay, I'm leaving the building. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Go- I'm not going up to the penthouse to wait for no, these people. We had like a raid esque. He did the typical like girl in a horror movie thing where he <laughs> ran up the stairs. <laughs> I'm just gonna run up these stairs and get away from the killer. Yeah, and it was so anticlimactic when they finally fought like the the head special forces guy who works for Merrick because he he was the guy who's, who'd been kind of like leading the mm-hmm. the soldiers against them, and uh, there was that one scene where he had the, the gay couple. Uh, with the, the mustard gas or tear gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like they were breathing in this stuff while they were trying to fight and it was just like messing with them and he had the, the gas mask on. And uh, one of them finally gets the gas mask off and he just runs away. And you feel like, okay, this is like the, the badass. This is the guy um, from Extraction where, you know, like the special forces guy that Chris Hemsworth has yeah. to fight. But no, like like they like knee him to the groin and throw him out a window. <laughs> like, like he's dead, you know. Yeah, I also thought like when uh, the the very very last one where the the main character girl um, takes down the big pharmaceutical dude who's like this scrawny little white dude, and like she could have easily just kicked his ass, right? She's obviously she's a trained soldier. Well, and they needed that moment. He's some dorky dude, but instead of just like kicking their butt, she jumps out of a window with him. I'm like. You, Again, it's like the, sh- the shooting your own foot. Yeah. Well, she, he, she was gonna, he was going to shoot Andy, right? So she put herself between her and him and, and then knocked yeah, themselves out of, the window. One of the interesting things like, about yeah, having does. characters who are immortal is that you have to figure out a way to create some type of, of stakes for them. And so Greg Rucka, when he was adapting his stuff, he decided to make Andy mortal so that you know, there was something at stake for the, the immortals where they have to protect her. Mm-hmm. And it's always very challenging when you have characters who are like indestructible. Like, I think this was my big problem with Luke Cage is that um, the Luke Cage series, you know, he, he basically, he, you can't hurt him. Yeah. So every time you're in a situation where he's like in some type of physical danger, it's like, so what? Yeah, you always like, have like, to have some collateral damage. Yeah, and Luke Cage always shined the most when he was supposed to be protecting someone who was vulnerable. And so, like, there was something at stake. And uh, this movie kind of faces the same problem, where it's like, how do you make the audience care about what's happening if none of these characters can ever be in any danger? And so that final scene where um, Niall kind of tackles Merrick and, and takes him out the window, and she knows, like, oh, this is going to hurt, you know, Um she does it specifically because like there was no other way to keep him from shooting Andy and killing her at that moment. And so like, I, I didn't, okay, I, I didn't have a problem with it, but you know, and plus it was that cool shot where the camera follows them out as though like they're falling down the, plus the we building. get to see her regenerate yeah. after she's all mangled in the car. <laughs> she was jacked up. She was yeah. messed up. Oh, that's the other dumb thing about this movie, right? Okay. So there, there's like this major war going on in this building in the middle of the city with fire and, and grenades going off and everybody's windows. out to lunch. Everybody's yeah. like the, the, <laughs> the whole city, the street, the whole city is just empty. <laughs> she falls out the window, lands on the car. The, the pharmaceutical dude is dead. She's like slow, regenerating still not a single yep. person on the street that nobody shows up until after the whole crew comes from the they get in the elevator right and they go bing 
And it's yeah, just like slow elevator, slow ride. elevator ride down, get to the bottom, walk outside. Hey, are you okay? Oh man, that really hurt. Yeah, it was right. like everyone and in the, in the town was coming back from lunch <laughs> and they all like ro- walked around the corner at the same time. Yeah. They were like, wait, Hey, look at that car over there. That's crazy. And then the cops came yeah. at the same time as everybody else. Like it just is stupid. Of all the <laughs> shitty fucking movies that we have watched in this last month. And you guys are going to bitch about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. It was dumb. He gives, yeah, it was dumb. I expect more from a movie made in 2020. <laughs> God damn. All right. I'm just final thoughts for me. I give this movie like a, like a two and a half out of five. I did not like it. I do not recommend it. It's on Netflix. Don't bother. So that's wait a five until, out of 10. Wait until the sequel. Yeah, sure. Five out of 10. Uh, Vader. What about you? I like this movie. Yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Seven. Seven out of 10. Seven. Damn. All right, Jude, what about you? Um, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't invested in it. I don't really care. I'm with you. Five, five and a half. <laughs> okay. Kadish? Um, I feel like you guys are right in the sense that th- this is a great kind of prequel movie to like cooler movies that to come. Yeah. Um, I think on, on my Letterboxd account, I gave it two out of five stars because it's not a bad movie by any means, but it's not like, oh, this movie was really good yeah so like to me yeah it's a two-star film i'm not and i'm not saying that like the director who did this like i don't know how much experience she has i think she should be given another go at it and maybe incorporate some i actually feel like the writing was more of a culprit than the directing yeah this movie yeah i can see that i just like if you want to like make it more action oriented like take some notes from extraction and like john wick and kind of incorporate that into these immortal fight scenes i think yeah. it'd be a i also more just think that the the merrick character the the Dudley Dursley, the, the pharmaceutical guy, just wasn't a very good villain. Yeah. Like, he was just kind of this smarmy. He was just kind of a brat. Yeah, yeah. He, he was just kind of this greedy white guy who um, had a great accent and bad teeth. And uh, Correct. Nailed it. And, and you know, like, the, there wasn't really any real villain for these immortals to be fighting against. And the, the whole movie. The villain was Big Pharma. Yeah, the whole movie was just kind of. The, what, did he, what did he say in the movie? He's like, the, the, one, peop- the one person that everybody loves to hate, Big Pharma. That's right. <laughs> I mean, like the the whole movie was just them realizing that they actually have a purpose for being immortal, and and they could have done that in the opening like twenty minutes of the movie if they <laughs> yeah. wanted to. So I agree. All right, guys. Well, that's our review of the Old Guard, the Charlize Theron movie. I can't say her name. Charlize. Charlize Theron um, on Netflix. Uh, check it out if you want. Uh, me, Jude, and Candace don't really recommend it, but Vader likes it. So. I, I, I will <laughs> say, watch I, it. It's good. I will say I, I, I think uh, Charlize Theron is a very good female action star. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think she she does action really well. Mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde. You guys ever seen that? I have. I liked it. Yeah, she was good in that. Um, Bit over Fu- the top. Fury Road. You know. Oh, Fury Road was amazing. It wasn't even a Mad Max movie. That was a Charlize Theron movie. And and Flux. I didn't like that movie. All right, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like it either. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Go to saltynerdclub.com. That takes you to our Patreon page. Help support the podcast. You can pick a tier. You can get some stickers. You can get some uh, uh, cool content and exclusive podcasts. So that's saltynerdclub.com. Help support the podcast. And sign up for our newsletter. And our newsletter, which is saltynerdlist.com. You'll get an email every time there's a new episode. Uh, Go around the table, Matt. Uh, going around the table, Matt Vader, where can they find you on the socials? Matt Vader 74 at Matt Vader 74. There you go. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and stuff. A right new, on. new Twitch affiliate over here. Yep. There we go. 50 followers. What, what, come, what, give, give me a, give, give me a follow and throw me some bits. What, what games do you play? Um, World of Warcraft, Diablo, um, 
We're just getting started. Blizzard games. Blizzard games. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what comes up. And Jude, the ambassador of estrogen herself, tell us about women haircuts in movies <laughs> and why they're okay. <laughs> Shut up, Alex. <laughs> Where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't come find me <laughs> at I am Juju on Instagram and Twitter. Right on. And Matthew Kadish, the author extraordinaire. Where can they find you? At Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H at Twitter and KadishBooks.com if you want to check out my books on Amazon. Right on. And I am the Salty Nerd. You can find me on Twitter at Salty underscore Nerd talking about movies and weird conspiracy shit. Uh, <laughs> have a great night, everybody. See you later.